What is up, world? You are in tune to Texas Fight Horns and Sons. And of course, you're here. I'm here with my co-host. Sensei, Sensei, what's popping, man? How you doing? Hey, it's it's we are chosen in the building. Hook them. I'm feeling good. Last week, so so those of you who are big old nerds like me uh know that there's a book called The Iliad, right? And it, the author chooses to describe the protagonist with an adjective every single time they say his name and it's Achilles they they always say rage-filled Achilles and last week I was rage-filled Chris every every everything that came out of my mouth was very angry and let me tell you something rage-filled Chris or rage-filled rage-filled sensei is is not is not here this week um this is a pretty calm subdued sensei we are eight and seven and one or eight and one we're seven and one we are seven and one. That sounds good to me. Listen, things are good, man. How about how you feel it? I'm good. I'm good with this. You know, um, you know, totally when I start to think about uh the the horns win here today, uh that I, I got a I got a couple of things that I have to really, you know, begin to start talking about. Like the number one, the number one thing I need to are talk they, about. Are they good things? Are they yeah, good things? They're good. They're good. You know the number. The okay. number one thing. Let's do. Let's do good things, and then hold let's on, hit the. Hold on, the, I got this. I got this. The bump. The number, the number you know one I mean? thing. Smooth, smooth to drive today. Yeah, the number one thing that we need to talk about, and we need to go ahead and get out the way. And everybody, the biggest question on the forty acres this week was how was Malik gonna do? That was the biggest question. Going into this game, everybody was kind of wondering, hey, how's Malik going to handle it? You know, Malik. And there was one thing I found out about Malik that I didn't know. I, I had no earthly idea that Malik would um, didn't play um, but one year at his high school, and then he broke his ankle. I, I, I didn't know that. I thought he had played all of the years in high school, and, and that's how Sark found him. But he only played, you know, one year in high school, took his team to – the, the Sark got a lot of friends, man. He's a yeah. very, very yeah. friendly guy. <laughs> I wish yeah. my friends helped yeah. me find Malik Murphy's. Yeah, so, you know, uh, definitely when I sit down and I think about it, I'm like, yo, you know, okay, he hadn't played that much football, and then here we go. We, we giving him the keys to this this Lexus, man. That's a big thing. Um, I have to say that he did very decent. For his first collegiate start and his first real game, he did really decent. I don't you know. You want me to read the stats? You want me to read the stats real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Give me the stats. 16 for 25, 170 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Facts. So I don't know if if we put all things together, would Quinn have won this game 35 to 6? I don't know that. There were some throws in there that I saw by Malik that were really good. He put one uh, in where he could, where he had to put it for Adna, and he caught it for a touchdown. He put another one right in the bread basket of Jatavion Sanders, perfectly caught, perfectly placed, perfectly caught for a big first down. Um, then he put another one on Xavier Worthy, and Xavier Worthy just dropped it in the end zone. So, I mean, there were some yeah. things that he did really good, but then, of course, trying to throw the ball when you're getting tackled, come on, hold on to the rock. And then the the just or, throw it away for the interception. Yeah. Those, are, those are bad. 
It looked on that one interception, it looked like he was trying to get Xavier Worthy's attention, and then the ball was snapped, and then he threw it to where he hot routed anyway, and it got picked off. So you got it. So that's communication. And I mean, you attribute that to young players, right? Right. You attribute that to your young players. And definitely, so when I sit down and I think about it, Sensei, we answered the question. He rang the bell. What do you think about Malik? I okay, okay. So let me let me let me take a step back. You know, I'm I I, I give my thoughts, man. And going into this week, I had a sense of dread. I had a sense of dread. BYU is this team who's known for playing 30-year-olds. And they got Keaton Slovis. And Keaton Slovis is not good. But, man, everybody's good against Texas. So it doesn't even matter I mean, if they're matter not really. good. And, and, and they were talking about Malik Murphy's going to step in and take the job over and be better than Quinn and never give the job back. And I was like, when has that ever happened on the 40 acres uh, outside of Colt McCoy? Um, and so – I was, I was just, just that Houston performance made me think that things were going to go very bad for us. And it didn't, things didn't go bad for us. Listen, Malik had a good game. Was it a great game? No, but it was a good game. It was a good game. Um, that stat line, you know, it, it's, it seems like that's his, he's starting for the first time in that stat line when you read it. But yeah, like you said, like he put, he put a lot of balls on the money that were just dropped. Um, that Jatavian Sanders catch at the beginning of the game was an incredible catch. Uh, where, yeah, he's 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 that's the NFL. That's what an NFL tight end looks like. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, nah, I like I overall I called somebody in the middle of the game because I, I didn't know what to make. Shout out to my to my sister, but um, I didn't know what to make of uh, I didn't know what to make of his performance because I was like, it's, it hasn't really been bad. Um, but you know, he fumbled, but even that, even with that, like 36, six or 35, six, like I, I, I have, I don't have too many complaints, maybe a seven, you know, maybe, maybe it's got a one to 10, like a seven performance. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm excited about that. And I think that's the first thing that we really need to talk about. And, and we got that out the way, but anyway, Texas beats, BYU, 35-6. to six. Um, at, We've already heard the stats on Malik Murphy. 16-25, uh, 170 yards, two tutties, one interception. Uh, Jonathan Brooks, man, are you two yards short of Pitch 100? me the ball. Pitch me the ball. Pitch me the ball. Pitch me the ball. <laughs> Hold up. 16-98, one touchdown, two yards away from 100. That would have been his seventh 100-yard game. It's on you, Sensei. What you got? Yo, I just... This 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 is how I wanted them to win games, period. Like, this is the team we've seen. We saw this team against Alabama. We saw this team. That it? Is that is is it just we saw this team against Alabama? Like, this is this is this was a total team win. We won in every phase of the game except for red zones. But uh we 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 offense won the game there. Uh, defense, PK Steven Sark show. It was the Steven Sark show today. They was they was they was on it. And then yeah, man, this is this is how I wanted. Like this is why I get so angry because we're capable of this. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you cook, man. We're gonna get we're gonna get down to the nuts and bolts. Let me review the game. 
and we'll kind of get into to exactly where you're going right now. The, the, the gist of the matter is, is like I said, Malik Murphy, 16, 25, 170, um, two touchdowns, one interception. Jonathan Brooks, 16 carries, 98 yards, one touchdown. Adonai Mitchell, three receptions for 59 yards, two TDs. As, as always, we don't get a chance to look into the defensive stats as much as, until after the game, and we'll get to that on right. Monday. But um, the overall flow of the game, how did you feel like Sark, uh, when we when we are always evaluate, evaluate Sark, how did you feel about his play calling for Malik in the first game collegiate start that he had? How do you feel about that play call? I think it was a really good script. I think he, this is, I'm not sure how much he trusted Malik in this game. It seems like everything was there for him for the, you know, in the first read or, or scripted pretty well. Um, However, we very much need to stop doing that little play where we look at the running back and then look at the other way and then look back at the running back. Cause I think that's what Malik was going to do when he fumbled, when he got hit and fumbled, <laughs> like, like everybody's not going to give you the time to be that cute. But um, outside of that play and the two Savion red calls, I think he did a pretty good job. I think, like I said, I think it's the, the, the Sarkin, not the Sark, the Pete and, uh, the Pete and Steve show today. Yeah. I, I'm singing their <laughs> praises. You can, you complained about the vanilla game script um over the course of the season and so i'm curious from your perspective uh if if you saw any better game planning as uh if you yeah, agree definitely, with me on definitely. That. i was letting you could get to finish your thought on sark i i agree with you a whole hundred a whole hundred and ten percent um sark actually planned he, he game planned for um for malik really really well i think he he called an excellent game for malik which was probably the best game that I've seen him put together all season. This is probably the best offensive game. I had no, aside from the red zone issues, and I'm going to talk to you about that here in, here in a second, I had no qualm with the play calls. I had no I had no qualm. I was like, okay, that was a good play call. Okay, that was a good play call. And, you know, so to answer the question, I thought Sark called a B-plus game today. And I think it was the best called game outside of the Alabama game. This was the best called game outside of the Alabama game. And the scoreboard shows that. You know, of course. Do you think, do you think that this is what they look like when they put a ton of effort into the script? So, no. Uh, and, and, and Why do you think it happened? Yeah. I'm going your... to get to that because I'm going to get to that because that's, that's a, a really good thing. I'm going to finish my thought here. The, the, the gist of the matter is, is that this is the best best call and script that he's put together since Alabama, and I'm proud of that effort from Sark. Like I say, it gets a B-plus for me. Now, two things that you, you're asking, and, and this was the next thing that I was going to go to, the, the, the comparison of Quinn and uh, Malik. In the comparison of Quinn and Malik, there were two things that stood out to me. The first, thing, the first thing was Malik made passes that Quinn is incapable of making. You know, and I said this earlier, Malik was able to stand in the pocket because of how big he is. He was able to stand in the pocket 
and deliver a ball, right? He he delivered one to Xavier Worthy in the end zone. It was right on time. And to Adnan Mitchell, right on time. And to Jadavion Sanders. When's not making that Jadavion Sanders play? Yo, the one – are you talking about the one in the end zone as well? Or are you talking about the, the one early in the in the game? I'm talking about the, the one in the end zone. That ball was incredible. Jadavion Sanders, like – he he he's not gonna catch it. The defensive back just made a very good play on the ball. But when I saw what he saw, I was like, I I'm not sure I've seen anybody in burnt orange make a pass that pinpoint. <laughs> like so so to your to your credit. Yeah, and I mean, so he he was he wasn't. I didn't see him. I only saw him climb the pocket once today. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was no indication that he was actually going to run and get outside the pocket. You know what I'm saying? Malik stood back there. And the second thing is, pass protection was, oh, my gosh. Like, at points, I don't understand what we're doing back there. Are we getting lost? We, uh, you have an all-world offensive line, and you're getting lost, and you're allowing people to beat you. In the defense of the offensive line, BYU's defense in front of me. They're grown men. They're 25, 27, 29-year-old men. You know what I'm saying? And they're doing their best to contain them. But at the same time, this we bought you we bought you here for this. Y'all are five-star defensive line. I mean, offensive linemen, you know? So you got to be able to protect. And, and I think this is one of the things. That's what makes Quinn squirrely and run for his life. So the comparison to me between Quinn and, and uh, Malik is the fact that Malik hung in the pocket long enough to deliver the ball. Quinn would have ran. I, I don't think I can argue with that. I think that's an astute observation. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think Quinn is, Quinn's arm strength, I just, I, I think they see the field differently. And maybe it's that the fact that uh, Sark has allowed Quinn freedom in the playbook. But passing the ball back to you, um, before we talk, or unless you want to talk about the run game, because I, I very much can't wait till we talk about the run game. But I, I, I want to know overall what you think about the, the, like, why do you think we look this prepared? Because in the past, we haven't. So what do you think the difference was? And it, was it just that we started our backup quarterback? I, th- I think, you know, and, and then we will get to the win- run game. I think that Sark was like, I have to do this. Cause I got to put him in position and he trusts Quinn way more than he trusts uh, Malik. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think in the process of being so arrogant and I hate this about Sark, Sark is so arrogant. And this is even with the offensive line. When you get to the goal line, your, your, your offensive line doesn't have the mean in them. They don't have a mean streak in them. If they were mean, you could just, you know, steamroll over people in the end zone if they were mean, right? They don't have a mean streak. They're not mean. So I disagree with you on that. I think what's happening is maybe I think the the if we go back to there was a point in the game where Jonathan Brooks was standing next to uh, Malik Murphy, and he goes over to Malik Murphy, and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, make sure you see that." Like he's helping him call protection on the line. And I think what's what's happening is. 
Quinn's not calling the best protection on the line. And Sark is like, Quinn's so talented. Of course, I've already taught him. I'm trusting him. I'm giving him the freedom. And so he's being the cool parent instead of the, the, <laughs> I like the guy who's like, hey, I'm going to double and triple check that this is okay. Right. You know? Um, I but, think but anyway. spot on on that. Since spot on. Spot on. But transition, unless you have uh, any other thoughts, transitioning to my thoughts on the run game, um, and then I'm going to pass the ball back to you. I'm not sure since I think it was one of I think it was Malcolm Brown who came to Texas and was was like very lauded when he got here. And they have been saying things like he in high school, he never uh, ran for a loss. He never lost yards. And then when he got here, he was not that good. Um, I think it was it was it was it's been since Malcolm Brown that I have seen a player step on campus and get this cold. And the player I'm talking about is Cedric Baxter. That boy is ice cold right now. And I do not understand exactly what's going on. Um, do you have any thoughts? Because I don't, I don't necessarily, he's talented. I don't, we've seen him run for more weight, at least 50 yards. I, I'm willing to bet he didn't get 50 yards today. Um, no, he didn't. Let, let me. He didn't. He, yeah. he he got twenty-two. Nine carries for twenty-two yards. Um, yeah. When we're talking about the run game, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be hot. He, the the red hot person in this backfield is Jonathan Brooks. The the thing the thing that C.J. Baxter hasn't learned is patience. You see, when Jonathan Brooks gets, and this is something that Roshan and Bijan was really good at. Right, but Jean mm. and Roshan were really good at being patient and allowing their blocks to get set up. Then when they got their blocks set up, they accelerated. CJ Brooks was great at that today. Yeah, but really good doing, at that today. He's been doing that all his career because he's watched Bajan and Roshan do it. Right, CJ Baxter mm-hmm. got the ball and he gets the ball and he's a hundred and ten percent into the line. Right, he doesn't have that time. It's it's what you. Any good running back with vision, you have to understand, you're two yards away from the the quarterback. You are uh, at least five yards away from the line of scrimmage, five to six. So that gives you time to read, read and react and allow your blocks to happen in front of you. What you got to understand with when we're talking about uh, C.J. Baxter, C.J. Baxter's a freshman. He may look like, you know, he's an action figure. He may he may look like your prototypical running back, Josh Jacobs at Alabama, but he's a baby still. Uh, uh, since say he got Similac on his breath, so it's not that he's cold. I think what it is is he's learning the game of college football as a running back, and and the rest of the world should be really scared because when he, with the, with a guy who's got those type of physical gifts and talents. This man is supposed to be a manimal for many years to come. You know, he's just a baby. Like I said, he's a baby. So, you know, Jaden Blue, another one of those running backs who learned and got the, the benefit to sit behind Bajan and Roshan and learn how to let your blocks develop and, and sit back. And then when you see it, go get the hole, right? Jaden Blue, you saw him go get go get him one. You know, a, a big long run and went and got him a touchy, a, a touchdown today, got him a tutty. And four four uh, carries for forty four yards. This team is getting healthy at the running back position, and I love it. I love it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit some some rapid fire points, 
and then let's go to defense. Um, but shout out eighty, yeah, uh, Adonai Mitchell. We, he's doing exactly what we wanted him to do for for his draft stock and for his career. They're using him exactly the way uh, as a touchdown magnet. Um, he and he he he's what two straight games where he's caught a touchdown now. Um, so 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 good on him. Um, going into the fourth quarter, I said. All right, what do you want to see from this fourth quarter? Since I, I, uh, I thought to myself, I want to see two touchdowns, one touchdown from the red zone, one big play. They have one touchdown from the red zone, one big play. So so good on them for that. Um, and then uh, another touchdown on top of that from Jaden Blue. Um, so, but transitioning and let, do you have any uh, rapid fire thoughts on the offense before we transition to defense? No, I, I agree with you on Adnan Mitchell. Adnan Mitchell, huge, big, three big. But this is two touchdowns, three catches on two touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? I mean, two touchdowns yeah. on two catches. This is what we brought Adnan here to the 40 Acres to do. This is mm-hmm. what we brought him home to do. Most and this is the time. type of stuff you can sell, too. You can be like, you see Adnan Mitchell, he, all he did was catch touchdowns. Yeah, they are the finest, man. We bought most cities find his home. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm, bought him home, mm-hmm, and he, mm-hmm. he's a long one. You know what I'm saying? That's what we for do. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and then Xavier Worthy, man. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I was going to say shout out X-Men. He, he's special. X is yeah. special. You know, anybody who doubts that Xavier Worthy is one of the top wide receivers in the nation, you're you, you smoking bum boy. You know, <laughs> he's one of the top receivers in the nation, and you cannot doubt who he is, he is the man. X-Man is the man. When is the last time we had a receiver of this caliber on our campus? Roy Williams. So it's been a very long time. <laughs> Guys enjoy having Roy X Yeah, Roy Williams. I mean, let, let's say this. I, I, I got to be honest with you. Quan Cosby was, uh, you know, I mean, it was great having Quan because he was a great possession receiver. He got open. And he hit you it like he would hit you for long ones. So would um oh he plays for the Baltimore Ravens right now. What's his name? Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay. Same kind of, mm-hmm. but they not they not X. X this is, is a different dude. What's funny is I was trying to think of like modern Longhorns, and what you would have to do to get X is add players together. This and no shots at them, because I loved when they were here on 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 the campus, and I love what they went on to do. Well, one of them, but this would be Devin Duvernay and Little Jordan Humphrey. If you combine them together, <laughs> then yeah. you get Xavier Worthy. Yeah, just okay. not as bit, not the body type, but the game. Yeah, uh, agree. And, but transitioning to to defense, uh, Pete. Man, he's hey, he, best best play call game that Pete has had this year. I had Pete take my hat off. Are you taking your hat off? Don't take okay, take that's my, big. Take my hat to you, Pete. This is the way you call a game. Pressure bust a pipe. And you busted that you busted that young man today. It, it, it's the first time I ever seen Pete bring pressure. And and I'm telling you, uh, uh, Jade balled out. Uh, definitely, I seen Jalen Ford coming up, filling the gaps. You know, playing downhill. Uh, Anthony Hill should have had a, 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 a interception pick. today. Yeah, he dropped it. And it was the first time I seen Ryan Watts actually play respectable. I mean, Pete, you called a good game, man. You called a good game. Good job. Good job. I like Ryan Watts, by the way. I think he's pretty good or pretty decent. Um, 
but yeah man this is this is a total a total victory like like i said this is the type of thing where this is how we should be beating teams on a week-to-week basis um this complete when when because we 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 can we have the personnel to now going back to uh the 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 bad or the ugly parts of this game we are losing players uh we are losing men on the field um in the secondary where we cannot afford to lose men especially not going into kansas state um but yeah no great great game plan uh keegan slovis seemed like oh that's what i was gonna say when you when you do stuff like this when you have this good of a team you should make good quarterbacks play okay you should make bad quarterbacks play awful and they made a bad quarterback play worse keaton Slovis just wanted to give the ball to us like like those hey i don't really want this you want it i found it you want it that's what keaton Slovis was doing you know, they gave us they gave this to me I, I i would really like for you guys to ask, you know right, right right and that's that's the type of defense and up to this point we had really only seen that in Bama and Baylor, where a quarterback came into the game and they were they regressed. Um, most of the quarterbacks have, have either from uh, thrived against the Texas defense to played decently. Um, so I, hopefully we can see that next next week. We got a test in front of us next week, um, and we so we gonna get to that one. But let me let me say this, man. Let me say this about. Uh, what you said, I wholeheartedly agree. They made a bad quarterback play worse, right? They took Pete made him because of his uh, run blitzing. Remember, I told you you blitz a a a, a, teeth, a defensive team, or excuse me, you blitz a running quarterback, and you uh, uh, blitz into the run, and you make a team one dimensional. You don't mm-hmm. always blitz, but. You, you come out of that shell coverage that they were expecting you to be in and you started sending people and then you start confusing him by backing out of what looked like an, a blitz situation. And then it was like, hey, but I think maybe I'm going to give Pete some credit. Maybe with Jade being hurt and maybe with Ryan Watts being hurt, he, could, he, he didn't feel comfortable blitzing and leaving people out because maybe he thought he was going to give up the big play. But I, I tell you he Gave up the big play anyway, though. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it's one of the things to me that today Pete called a great game. He sent pressure. Yeah. He sent pressure from the nickel corner, just like I said. You sent pressure from that nickel corner. You sent pressure from up the top. I even saw the linebacker uh, scrape and come around on a blitz. My question is, where was number 33? Where was uh, number 33? David Benda? Yeah, was Benda hurt? I am not sure. Uh, Team interceptions. I'm trying to see if they posted the defense yet. No, they haven't posted it yet. I'm sitting here looking at our team stats. They didn't post them yet. Um, I'm curious as to see what the long – because I don't think there were any explosive – any explosive plays? Oh, they did just—they did just put them up. They did just put them up. Yeah, I'm curious as what the longest completion was and what the longest run was. Um, but if if I was to say that there were zero explosive explosive plays, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that because 
it again, it was just a, a great play call, great play calling that the the team executed well. Um, yeah, dude, got into the backfield, sacking the quarterback. Like this is this is the, the, yeah, the type of stuff we're was, capable of doing. But just where, do. where have we been hiding uh, Justin Finkley? My God, we need just Justin Finkley needs to get into the game. I understand what was his stats. He plays behind Burke. But we need just we need him to play. I mean, he five tackles, one uh one one solo, uh four assists, right? But he he had the he had the last play uh that caused the the uh, I think it was the, the interception or, or whether no he caused the fumble. He had the last one that caused the fumble, and and I'm telling you this that was a sack, and and we needed that. We needed that one. We needed it. Uh, Baron Sorrell got credit for a sack too. Uh, but I, I would really like to see Finkley get some of Sorrell's action. Burke is the dog on the line, and I would love to see uh, Fink, uh, Finkley get some of Baron Sorrell's action for real, for real. But in, in closing, was on the field, but we didn't see him. Um, who, I don't think he played too much, but he was Finkley. on the field. He's on the box score. Jalen Ford, shout out to you, man. You you had a big all Big Twelve day. Eleven total tackles, four solo. One tackle for a loss. No interceptions yet, but man, dude doing his thing. Um, that that's that's the type of performance we needed from you and have been needing from you. Justice Finkley, like you said, sack, uh Anthony, Anthony Hill, like the, the whole defense. I'm looking for who had those interceptions. I know Gavin oh, Holmes yeah. had Brooks one. And, uh, Taft. Brooks and Taft. Brooks yeah. and Taft. Taft is the local Austin kid, Brooks, um, who's a walk-on that actually got it walked on to a scholarship. And then Brooks, you know, uh, who's starting to come on at cornerback. Um, in conclusion, I just want to talk about uh, what we're looking for, and then we'll we'll kind of preview Kansas State, and then we'll get out of here. Oh, we got to say the bad stuff. We haven't talked about any bad uh, stuff yet. We'll, we'll get to that on Monday. We'll we'll let we'll let everybody get it. We want, right now, we want you guys to savor this win. Texas is four and one in the conference, seven and one overall. On the two-game winning streak, Oklahoma lost today, which really made me sad. I mean, I really dislike Oklahoma, but I only wanted to play them again in the conference championship, and I think it took away. We'll see tonight once we get um, the NCAA uh, first. Uh, it's going to give us our first look at the playoff tonight, so we'll see what they Tomorrow night, right? Yeah. No, that's tonight. They're going to give us our first look tonight. Mm. Um uh, but Oklahoma's four and one, seven and one, and then Kansas State four and one. Uh, I, uh, Iowa State is four and one, and Oklahoma State is. We don't play Oklahoma State, but they're three and one. Thank God we don't play <laughs> Oklahoma State. This is this is what we this is what we have to contend with. Uh, somehow or another, Kansas State is always in there, man. They're always like our Achilles heel, bro. That's that's one I'm gonna miss. There's not too many from the Big 12, and I love Big 12 football, um, but there's not too many. I'm going to miss playing. I'm not going to miss Baylor. Uh, Tech smells like tortillas. I'm not going to miss them. Uh, TCU, they, they squirt blood from their eyes. I don't like that either. It's too messy. But I like Kansas State. Every every time I get to measure myself against the against the Wildcat, I like to. Um, their their coach is good. They're they're kind of the class of the league, and I like playing them. Um, and so I'm gonna miss that series. Yeah. So on uh, just to kind of tie it up in a bow, man. 
what do you give? What do you give this overall game? What do you give Texas? Pete and and Sark together combined. What grade do they get? I think this is. Oh man, we just sung their praises. But if you do this stuff in the red zone, that's really big. We need to stop leaving points on the table. Who else leaves it? Like it's it's not good teams that usually are leaving points on the table like this. It's bad teams that do this, but we know we're not a bad team, right? Like I, I for a second last week, I was like, are we the Minnesota Vikings of college football? But this win makes me think no. And so for a letter grade, I think I'm giving, I can't give them any higher than a B because we're seeing still some of the same issues. However, we're just seeing it with a different cast of characters. I, I give them, I give them a B plus. This is, a, this is the best called game from both sides of the ball, best overall game that I've seen outside of Alabama. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. For sure. I'm really excited. Sure. About it. Well, we'd like to thank you guys for watching our, our post-game review, and definitely we're going to get into it and listening to our post-game review. Those of you who are listening on Spotify and Apple Apple Music or Apple uh, Podcasts, um, definitely make sure that you tune in. Um, I'm excited. We're going to get back to you guys on Monday and we're going to talk and dig into um, the game just a little more and then talk about uh, the Kansas State game. Um, Sensei, go ahead. Tell them where they can find you, man. We are chosen. X is where the O is supposed to be at that on all platforms. You can go and search that on Apple Music. You might be surprised by some decent music. Um, you can go search that on Instagram. You might be surprised by some decent pictures. You can search Burn Orange Boys. I got uh, Mom Sports coming out on Tuesday of this week. We're going to finish that Jimmy Butler saga. Um, I'm, your boy's doing a lot. Just just check me out. Um, give me some feedback. I would love to hear from you. Hook them. Yeah, man. And, of course, you can catch us here at Know It All's. Um, you're watching it today on the Know It All's uh, YouTube. Uh, definitely check us out there. Um, and uh, we'll be here. I'll be here on Sunday to review all of uh, the, the games tomorrow. And I'm excited because my Cowboys have a noon game. But as for myself and for Sensei, we're out of here. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.